<laughs> okay, so we got that nailed down. Uh, you the know, audience is a bunch of paid sex workers? Yeah. No, no. No, Dr. Phil. You know what we're going to do today? Study the world! Yeah. Study the world! Okay, yeah. go ahead, study it. Wow. Wow. Yeah, what Marshall said. Study the well, world. Lack of lack of enthusiasm for I a couple. I went to the president at the UN yesterday. The world's got to study us. There you go. America first. There you go. Let's kick off the show by introducing everybody on the squad. A whole bunch of hoes. That's uh, Michelangelo <laughs> pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Michelangelo. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing okay. Why is it when you wake up early and you're you got lots of time, you get relaxed, and then the next thing you know, you're running late and you're scrambling and stuff like that? I, I'm one of those people that I procrastinate. And even in the in my morning duties, I, I got up early. I felt, hey, this is great. I got plenty of time. To, you know. And then the next thing I know, I look up at the clock, and I'm running late, and I barely get here on time. It's just so stupid, you know? <laughs> it's uh, Yeah, I, if you got the procrastination gene, and I do, unfortunately, it's an odd, self-destructive quirk of personality that if I'm running early, I will do something to make sure I'm running late. <laughs> yeah. If you... Are 10 minutes early, you act like it's an hour. It was yeah. one of our shower thoughts a few weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's, it's like mentally ill. There is a positive Sean, Sean the Sheep. Uh, my kids are so into that. When I hear Sean, I, all I can think is Sean the Sheep. Uh, who um, puts I gotta a smile? A, I got to get a Sean the Sheep oh, T-shirt. Yeah, absolutely. How are you this morning, Sean? Doing very well. I uh, I finally had uh, uh, some time to to catch up on the Ken Burns Vietnam documentary. Uh, made it through about halfway through the episode last night and. Oh, boy, is it good. Yeah. It, I, I'm really enjoying it. It is it is so educational, for one thing. I, I thought last night, I'm going to watch this twice. There was so I, I, I know so little every time I watch the documentaries like that that are that well made. I realize how little I know. Wait, well, and he's bringing all the complexities to it, which is really good on him. The, the brief summary of history that you get through, you know, whether pop culture or sometimes even in school, is is so incomplete as to be misleading. Yeah. You know, that you can, uh, I remember, um, you know, the various uh, battles and conflicts through the through history. You know, the U.S. won it. And I think, okay, yeah, we whipped those Germans. And then you get into it, and you're, oh, Civil War's a great example. The Union lost and lost and lost and lost and lost. Out-generaled, out-maneuvered, out-everything. I mean, it was looking very bad for a very long time. And they don't teach you that. And and Vietnam's there's so much complexity that the quick description is just I mean it's ridiculous. Yeah, and it's uh, man, it's some documentary. George Will was right; it is excellent and must see. There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I don't know. Part of my lackluster uh, desire to study the world could be based on yesterday. Uh, had uh, had the uh, air conditioning man come over to uh, take a look at the air conditioning and everything and walk through the house, and I looked around my house and I realized just how much of a mess it is. <laughs> I'm going to have to hire a cleaning professional. I mean, I've got stained rugs. I've got dirty bathrooms. You know, it's just I live alone. I'm a guy. I don't pay much attention to with the house until somebody comes over. And then all of a sudden you realize, oh, my, I've let things go. I wish I had the guts to walk around my house with my phone and video room to room. Uh, it would be it would be a huge hit in terms of... Uh people who would check it out, but uh, mm. I'm actually afraid the county would show up and take my children away. <laughs> oh, boy. Mm. So, What's an old gutless over here? <laughs> so, however messy your house is, you can't touch my house. I don't know. I think that spaghetti stain right in front of the TV. I think <laughs> oh, that was wow. like the final that's, straw. That's a little rough. Yeah. Well, a spaghetti stain, in my experience, yeah. too, is pretty uh, hard to uh, you yeah. know differentiate from a crime scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very much so. Very so, much so. So, Danielle Bre- Bregoli... 
Rigoli? That's the Catch Me Outside girl. How about that? Signed with Atlantic Records. Her song has hit the Hot 100. Uh, The name of the album is Bad Baby, but it's B-H-A-D-B-H-A-B-I. Oh, wow. That's some dangerous spelling there. (laughs) (laughs) But the first song is These Hoes, and it is H-E-A-U-X. I tell you, I listened to it, and I thought it reminds me of when hip-hop first took off back in the day. It's a glimpse inside a world that I don't know anything about. It's somebody. Neither ex- does she. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Maybe she does. She she sounds like she lives some lifestyle that I'm not familiar with. Well, she's familiar with the lifestyle of of angry, stupid adolescent girls in in you know urban areas and or maybe, maybe, suburban areas, as I recall. Maybe there's but. enough of them. I don't know. I don't know. I remember her mom saying, we live on a cul-de-sac. <laughs> what are you talking like that for? Simply a desperate industry clinging at straws. Oh, she's got some social media traction. Sign her. We need, we you need can eyeballs. Right. You could be right, Sean. Think it, it, of all the favorites and the retweets. Right. It's, Who cares about the music? We're right. losing our jobs here. Jack, it's straight out of, and listen, I ought to listen to it, and, and you know, like I have an ability to criticize hip-hop anyway, but... Uh, it's straight out of the you got to be a celebrity to run for office thing now. It's Donald Trump. It's Kid Rock. To get a record deal, you have to have cussed out Dr. Phil now. Wow. Or be eight <laughs> feet tall or whatever. Well, that's some good commentary right there. Thank you. If you're an eight-footer who cusses out Dr. <laughs> Phil, oh, just back up the branch truck. I'll tell you what, I'd like to kick your ass. Come here, little man. You'd like to kick my ass? And yeah, I'd like to kick your ass. And your giant hat and your giant tie? Catch, catch me outside after I duck under the doorway. How about that? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is uh, Wednesday, September 20th, the year 2017. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC. What now? Let's go at Mark. Oh, oh dang it. God damn oh, it. no, I got uh, through the thing. Mark. A lot of people have said, oh, I, I boy, I wish Hillary Clinton... Uh, we just go away. Yeah. Just go away. Well, you know, if they take up a collection and send me somewhere really nice, really? I might consider really? it, but, yeah. it, it, you know. Obama's on David Geffen's yacht a lot. You could go with him. Well, you know, I, I am not going anywhere. Well, I'm uh, glad you Yay! There you go. <laughs> Paul, yesterday, how many uh, Americans believe Hillary Clinton should go away? <laughs> Well, here's a hint. She should reconsider. Wow, I haven't heard about that. Oh, my. I haven't heard that. Yeah. What are other headlines, Marshall? Well, Trump not letting up on North Korea or Hillary Clinton. We've got the morning Twitter barrage. Hepatitis A outbreak in California is spreading, and yet another brick-and-mortar legend in trouble. Coming up, 635 Armstrong and Getty. That reminds me, there's a funny onion headline about Toys R Us closing down. Have to hit you with that later. Um, we have mailbag, and we also have a message to our listeners that is very important. Brief but important. Critical. 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 And it's mostly you doing us a favor. Yes. Which in the long run does you a favor, I guess, if you like the program. So it's you doing you a favor. <laughs> there you go. That's the way to position it. Stay tuned. All coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Marshall and I were just comparing notes on our messy houses and dirty carpets and, mm-hmm. uh, how when you have a repair person over and they put on those little booties, I say, and he says, you don't really need to do that. Oh, it's boy. Not really you're going to mess up your booties. And, unless, you're, unless you're worried about your shoes. Maybe that's your... <laughs> is that your concern? You're going to ruin your say, good shoes? Yeah, dude, I don't care about your car, but I'm afraid for my shoes. <laughs> wow. Although Fantastic. I have kids and pets. I'm not sure exactly what uh, a living alone Marshall's excuse is for his... Why do I picture, like, 
a crooked picture on the wall with like a hammer hole next to where he first started to. I, I don't know. I don't know. A, a straight guy who really enjoys the company of women, being as single as long as he is. Maybe it's not all him, if you know what I mean. Oh, there Maybe you it's go. not all his choice. Maybe woman after woman has come over to his pad and said, good Lord. <laughs> so listen, a couple things to get to. we got to get to mailbag in a second. But before we do that, very quickly, uh, we were talking about uh, how to deal with this, and we thought the simplest way is the simplest way, the most effective way. We have a situation, and it's affecting the A&G empire in a significant way. Things are going very well, by the way. Oh, yeah, everything's great. Everything's fantastic. Um, Miraculously. Yeah, I mean, in, in the main, it's a challenge all the time, but so is your job, and, and so, you know, fine, we, we, we all struggle, and eventually we're dead. Anyway, um, so <laughs> that was not part of the script. We, we have the following situation. This applies, uh, and we mentioned this briefly yesterday. We'll mention it briefly today and then probably not bring it up again. In Northern California, we're on two fantastic radio stations. Uh, we are on 6.50 a.m. KSTE out of the capital city of Sacramento, where the talk show started many years ago. Um, we are also on one of the great legendary radio stations in America, KGO, 8.10 a.m. in the Bay Area of California. Both of those stations have monster signals, particularly after sunrise FCC regulations. Don't worry about it. Um, and, and so the problem is we have people all over, for instance, the Bay Area. Listening on 650, the Sacramento station. And we have people in Sacramento listening to the monster signal of 810 in the Sacramento area. But they don't do us any good for the ratings, for the sales department, which makes the show possible, by the way. These sons of guns bust their butts to make sure the show can be on the air by selling commercials and the rest of it. So, simple as this. If you're in the Bay Area... It would really be cool if while you're listening to the radio, real live radio, uh, on, on in your car, whatever, you listen to 810. 810 in the Bay Area, 650 in Sacramento. We have such high ratings in the San Francisco radio market, which is market number four. In America. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's amazing to me. And people always say, how do you do in San Francisco because it's so liberal? You oh. know what we do? We do fine. We kill it um, for, I, for 13 years. I actually think that in the San Francisco radio market, if the people listening on 650 started listening on 810, we could be the most listened to radio show. We could be number one. And how w- wacky would it be for this odd little quasi-libertarian sort of conservative wise-ass whatever this is we do being the number one show? In, in an allegedly, you know, super lefty, uh, self-serious market. It'd be fun. It'd be cool. You know, so plus anyway. It, plus, it would bring more programs like us to radio across America, I think. Yeah, because a lot of radio executives are stuck in the, you've got to be an angry white man in the style of uh, Sean Hannity, with all due respect, or you've got to be clearly just to the left of Bernie Sanders, and that's the only thing anybody would want to listen to. you either got to be do Han- being doing Hannity or NPR. Right, exactly. Um, so anyway, uh, you know, that's it. Uh, so ends the plea. So, yeah, look at your little radio dial there in your car, and if you, can, you can pick it up on both 650 and 810. You know, go with whichever city you're closest to. Please. Uh, I, I tell you this, and this is more about life than, than radio or anything else. Now, I've said this before. Almost every time in my life I've been humbled, it was a good thing. And this isn't humbling so much as a great reminder. We got an email. We talked about this briefly yesterday. And we got an email from a dude who'd been listening since... 2002. 2002. 15 years in the Bay Area of California to the Sacramento frequency. Had no idea 
that we'd been on and, and had huge ratings in the Bay Area since 03. Had no idea. 14 years we've been on in San Francisco. Yeah. So if you ever get the idea you're a big swinging Richard and whatever business you're in, take a, take a little golf, a golf of humble and uh, maybe go back to working hard and being nice to people because you're never quite as you know great as you think you are. Luckily, we both have just burning, unrelenting inferiority complexes. And I have a wife that reminds me. Right. So that helps. Mailbag. Woohoo! You know, Elise has done us a, uh, a fabulous service. In two ways. Number one, by reminding us that today is International Talk Like a Pirate Day. Is it really? Or was yesterday? Yeah, I think it was it be no, yesterday. No, 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 <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, there's no, no way. There's no way my kids would have missed it at school. I don't think they make a big deal out of that at school. Sean, in the Eagles, Don Henley didn't grab a guitar and say to Joe Walsh, "I'm going to take a solo." On this show, you do not grab the mic and start talking like a pirate. I am Joe Walsh in this band. Are you going to talk like Don't a pirate? Don't do my bits. Are you, are. are you going to talk like a pirate? Don't! Is anybody? I was hoping nobody would talk like a pirate. Elise has done us two favors. Number one, reminding us of that. And writing a haiku. A pie for Jack, Michael. This, of course, the gentle, the ancient Japanese art of the haiku. The five syllables, the seven, and the five. A paiku. Just paid me taxes. Politicians are the best pirates of all time. Wow, good one. That's Woo! pretty good. That's pretty good. Woo! That's pretty good. Blows my mind. Elise. Combining the stupid nice. art of haiku with national <laughs> talk like a pirate day to talk about high taxes. Yeah, that was something. (laughs) (laughs) The reviews are pouring in. Of course, if you're going to talk like a pirate, you should say Al-Akbar, right? Aren't they mostly uh, your Somali Muslim extremist pirates? That's your pirates of the day. Yeah, they're less R and more Al-Akbar. Yeah, Yeah, interesting. Uh, Let's see, David with his suggestion. That listener be spared to plank. Oh, (laughs) oh boy. I'm warning you. I am warning you. You will feel my steel. Oh, that's funny. Uh, David, who's been uh, listening for 18 years. My God, that's pretty much since the beginning of the talk show, right? Uh, Joe saying, orgy, 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 orgy is cow-worthy. Yesterday, mm. 8 a.m. news segment. Thank you for the suggestion, David. Honorary producer for the day. Uh, Jeremy talking about, well, something, well, I don't want to give it away. Well, we were talking yesterday about, Jack, you walk into a bookstore and you immediately feel the burden of Damascus. Yeah. You, you need to go to the bathroom which and was, not number one. Which was a bit on Seinfeld, so it, it's not right. just me. Oh, there's much more to that, as it turns out. But um, Jeremy from Eagle, Idaho, we already have a national show, uh, uses some really unfortunate verbiage, which I will clean up because I am a man of, of refinement. I've never been triggered by a bookstore to, but there was a website that did. I was working as a personal trainer, would go to that site for continuing education forms, etc. It was like Pavlov's, Pavlov's bell for my bowels without feel, without fail. Every time. Wouldn't feel remotely like I needed to relieve myself. One click of the mouse, all systems go. <laughs> That's the way I am with a library or a bookstore. Just step in the door and, okay, where's the bathroom? Wow, that is uh, really interesting. 
Uh, moving on to international fair is a nice note from did, Jaybird. Did anybody yes. nail down why that is? Oh, I have I have reams of science on it. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jaybird writes uh, solving North Korea. After listening to your show, it suddenly dawned on me: in order to solve the North Korean problem, South Korea needs to set up a one gigawatt radio station playing an endless loop of Hillary Clinton reading her book. You're welcome, America. I'm not sure how that would help. I'm really not. Although we did have one guy, I think I still have the email saying, you've got to buy it. You have to buy the audio book and listen to it. It is unintentionally hilarious. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I haven't read it. Let's see. What is this? Uh, there's a shower thought uh, from Michelle in Sacramento. The only reason I look at a bad driver after I pass them is to confirm a stereotype. Well, see, I, I'm a more open-minded person than you are, Michelle. I'm just collecting data still. So that by the time I hit age 60, my stereotypes will be scientifically sound. I don't have a stereotype of uh, gender, race, anything like that, but or age. But the person that is blocking all the traffic, driving in the middle or left lane too slow, always has the same position. They're sitting way up forward with both hands on the steering wheel, staring straight ahead like they're scared to death. Right. Right. Those well, people shouldn't drive. Well, it's too intimidating for them. You know, it's funny. I uh, I, I was on an on-ramp yesterday, uh, getting onto a super highway, and this uh, this big, kind of jacked up, uh, what was it? It was one of your big SUVs. Yes. It might have been an Explorer or something like that. Was uh was doing like 40 miles per hour, getting onto the highway 40 miles per hour, which is incredibly dangerous. And so Some I, people think it's the safe thing to oh, do. You're God's crazy. Sake. No, you should match the speed of the road you're joining. Idiots. Anyway, I'm, I'm sorry. Listen to that. I should gather. I should open my arms. I should not clench my fist. I am so sorry. But so this person gets on the highway going to So I roared around in the time-honored show of, you're an idiot. And I glanced over. I glanced over, and it was a person in exactly the posture Jack described, hunched over the steering wheel. This woman appeared to be 75 years old and five foot one. And all I could think was, how the hell did you get up in that thing? Because it was like a somewhat raised. Right. Ex- I, I glanced cautiously because I, I assumed it was a gangsta on his phone. And I thought, I don't want to give him a hard look because, you know, he'll come after me and shoot me or something like that. No, it's it some old great grandma. What? Did, how did they hoist you up in that thing, baby? I said, oh, man, we're running late. It's because of our plea. Yeah, our plea. Uh, let's, uh, oh, I love this. I got to do this. I'm sorry. I just have to do this. Uh, n- the The subject is Nancy Pelosi and the Dangerous Dogs. Sounds like a kid's book, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Like a really poorly written kid's book. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Greg writes, um, I found this spectacle of Nancy Pelosi, Pelosi being shouted down by dreamers to be absolutely delightful. As did really? I, my friend. Yes. It's kind of like having a neighbor who breeds dangerous dogs. You wish they wouldn't. You voice the opinion they shouldn't breed dangerous dogs. You write to politicians to stop them breeding dangerous dogs. You vote to stop them breeding dangerous dogs. All to no avail. Then, on one glorious morning, you wake up to a commotion outside. You look out of your bedroom window to enjoy the spectacle of your neighbor being devoured by his own dangerous dogs. As I say, pure delight. It probably doesn't solve the dangerous dog problem, but we can, for a brief moment, enjoy the pleasure. By the way, Nancy Pelosi and her ilk were absolutely the ones who were spitting on returning Vietnam vets. Well, I don't know if I can prove that, but his point being that the left has courted the most extreme of open borders activists and uh, anti-enforcement activists, pro-illegal immigration activists, and never said an unkind word about them. And now it's out of control. 
Now you have people shouting Nancy freaking Pelosi down, shouting all of us are none of us, saying there must be immediate amnesty for everyone who's ever snuck into the country. Now, maybe you think that ought to be, and that's an interesting argument, and I would be more than happy to argue that with you and put it before the legislature. But it is an untenable political position. I would like to play some of Bad Barbie's song, or Bad Baby's songs, the... uh Catch Me Outside Girl Now is a record deal with a major record company. God, you have five minutes to deafen me. I beg of you. Is it is it a glimpse inside a world that we don't understand? Or is it just crap? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure that out. Marshall's News on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. It's not out of control. Stop overblowing it. What's not out of control? What were we talking about? Oh, illegal immigration? Is that the topic? Illegal immigration is out of control. I would say it is, yeah. Well, it's not under control, so what are you talking about? But I don't know if that's what they're talking about. Maybe maybe they're saying it's not a big problem. Um, You know, it is a big problem, Jack. Mariko Aoki phenomenon. The Mariko Aoki phenomenon we'll be discussing in length. Stay with us. Wow, that and bad baby, spelled with a B-H in the same segment. (laughs) Stay tuned. That's some scary spelling. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get to the news now. With Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump not letting up. He's responding to criticism from Hillary Clinton about he's han- how he's handling North Korea. Clinton blasting Trump's Tuesday speech at the U.N. General Assembly when he said, The United States has great strength and patience. But if it is forced to defend itself or its allies, we will have no choice but to totally destroy North Korea. Rocket Man is on a suicide mission for himself. And for his regime. Hillary. You you said you saw some of that dial, people turning dials left or right stuff. Yes. Uh, Yeah. um, Republicans in general gave this speech an A minus, I think, on average, and Democrats a D. It was really a remarkable glimpse into, I think, two things. Number one, everything Trump does, y'all on the left hate because you hate Trump. Um, and the second thing is just a different way of looking at the world and the U.S. relationship to the world. Yeah, so you got I both. Think that's a more interesting thing to talk about. You honestly. got both going on. Same with you know Obama giving a speech. Right. He could have given <clears throat> this you know any speech written by anybody, and you know a certain number of R's would have would have hated it. Fifty percent of Republicans would have said it was terrible reflexively, right? And then the rest might have been a little more. Uh, Open-minded because you have a different view of the world. So the the tough talk, though, we will obliterate you. It's an interesting conversation all day long. Whether or not that's the sort of thing you should say or the sort of thing you shouldn't say. I like it, liked it, like it. Right. On the other hand, tough on around as well. Really pe- tough. People talking about it being escalating talk. Nah, you know, that's if silly. you're if you're well, I was thinking about if you're in a you know a personal beef, a stare down. You get right. into a little uh, something happens. I don't know where you are at a bar or something like that. You and another guy. Personal beef, by the way, the name of my new restaurant where I just have a side of beef up there. And you walk up, you cut whatever part you want, and I charge you by the pound. That's, and then you, you cook it up. Joe's personal beef. Yeah. So and you and this other guy are staring yeah. each other down and saying a few things. The guy who says, I will destroy you if you do that, has definitely escalated it. Don't you think? Yeah, although, you know, we've been trading apocalyptic threats for some time now. Yeah. I mean, it's more to the, I'll whoop your ass, I'll whoop your ass. 
I'll whoop your ass. I mean, we're like to the third I'll whoop your ass at this point. Okay, well then if you want to look at it from that standpoint, the third I'll whoop your ass, is that like lame talk? <laughs> I, t- I think there's a value in international relations and making it utterly clear the way something will end. Now, did he do that or not yesterday? I don't know. Honest people can differ. I think he made it infinitely clear we will counterattack with massive overwhelming force if you lob any any bombs our way. But I think Fathead knows that. Mm -hmm. He is not irrational. He is a rational actor uh, playing a very difficult hand of cards as the dictator of an isolated nation trying to develop nukes. So what did Hillary Clinton say, Marshall? Hillary was saying that kind of rhetoric is not at all helpful. So oh, Trump, shut up. So Trump, <laughs> go, go get a misspelled reset button, you hack. So what? Hey, <laughs> staff the embassy in Benghazi. Huh? Wow! Wow! Go away! Wow! Go away! A Benghazi blast. Anyway, Trump fired back on Twitter this morning. Quote: After allowing North Korea to research and build nukes, while Secretary of State Crooked Hillary now criticizes. End of tweet. Yeah, quote. you got a chance. You failed. As did Obama. As did Bush and Cheney and everybody else and Clinton and Carter and everybody. Southern California health agencies dealing with a big increase in hepatitis A cases. L.A. counties officially declaring an outbreak of the highly contagious disease. And San Diego stepping up their efforts to vaccinate people most at risk for hep A. And that includes the homeless and drug users. So far, 16 people have died in the outbreak that continues to spread. So what do I got to do to catch hep A? To just touch it or do I have to get it in me somehow? I don't actually know that. Do I have to lick something or well, stick it in my eye? Good lord. Well, I think if it if it I think probably getting on your skin yes. isn't enough, but once it gets on your skin, uh, you know, your eye, your nose, your mouth, whatever, whatever you touch, I have my crawls fingers, up in you. I have my fingers up my nose a lot. Well, yes, I've noticed. One last note, another sign. You're a higher risk case to get it now. <laughs> Probably ought to get the old vaccine. Another sign of the times. Victoria's Secret made lingerie mainstream, but now women aren't shopping there as much these days as they used to. What about the panty drawer? I've always been uncomfortable in that store. Nerd. My wife's shopping in that store. I just kind of walk around kind of staring up. While she's Avoiding shopping. eye contact. You yeah. sure you don't want me to just wait outside? Well, or? I have to stay close to her. Otherwise, you look like a random guy just walking around Victoria's Secret, which makes you oogie. Oh, it does? And then, oh, sh- <laughs> oh, shoot. And then even when I'm close to her, I don't want to be staring at the various pictures on the wall and models and underwear and mannequins and everything like that. And then the panty drawers always weird me out. You open it up, and it's just a bunch of loose panties, and they're digging through it's it. It's like the snakes in a peanut thing. Like you, you open it up, and they just explode out of there. So weird. wandering around in there makes you look creepy uh, yeah I guess. how about when i when a friend of mine would would ask women to try something on because it was for my wife and because you're about the same size right <laughs> yeah hey uh, try this on let me see how it looks is that's not creepy is uh, it? it's fine <laughs> anyway victoria's secret got weak sales for four straight quarters the parent company's stock has fallen 45 percent over the last year and women say they're staying away in large part because their panties and lingerie cost too much. They are expensive. And then again, there is also the ever-growing popularity. But they've always of... been expensive. Yep. Uh, so what happened recently? There's Did they a... figure out that guys don't care? They also said they uh, they like the brand less than they used to because they say it feels forced or fake. Hmm, the designs feel forced or fake. I Trend wonder... toward comfort. I yes. wonder if the younger crowd, yeah. 
Interesting. Yep. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. So are granny panties making a, a comeback then? I'd say there's a middle ground among the college girls. A two million diamond dollar diamond bra and granny, so-called granny panties. I didn't spend a lot of time looking at my granny in her underpants, Jack. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, so the Cash Me Outside girl got an actual record deal. Oh boy, like from a real company. This isn't just you know some any idiot can put a rap song online. But. A real company. It's a corporation full of greed heads. <laughs> We'll play a little of that. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. That's what I always do, and they never catch me. Ain't nobody gonna catch me. Because you're too streetwise? Yup. And all these hoes laughing like something funny. She's talking about the audience, that they're laughing at her. Did, did you say the, the, the hoes are laughing? Yep. So the audience are a bunch of hoes? Yep. Yes, we are, Dr. Phil. Catch me outside. How about that? Huh? Catch me outside. How about that? Catch you outside? What does that mean? What I just said. Catch her outside means she'll go outside and do what she has to do. Oh, do so you want to take this outside? Because I think they can bring cameras outside. All right. That's the famous. Numb nut. The now famous Cash Me Outside girl. Welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. There used to be a difference between famous and infamous. Can we go back to those days? That was, uh, you know, that was interesting. Dr. Phil is an awful human being with a black heart that should, <laughs> that should have terrible things happen to him. He's a master entertainer. Because he tries to pretend like he's there to help people and sucks them into coming on the show or pays them. And then idiots believe he's trying to help people when he's when he's just he's just he's trying to take advantage of people and make their lives worse. Or he doesn't care if their lives get worse oh, as no. long as he makes no, money. No, 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 no. Yeah. He, his goal is certainly not to make their lives better. That that doesn't cr- cross his mind. But anyway, so um, that is. Uh, and there's an enormous market for that. Oh, yeah. He made 80. 80- Keep that in mind as we analyze the music coming up. He made 80 million dollars last year. So that's Danielle Brigoli. And she was 13 years old. When she did that interview. When she was exploited by Dr. Phil. 13 should be an innocent child. She does not sound like an innocent child. I don't know what she is. Her mom is an idiot, obviously. <laughs> For going on Dr. Phil at all with her 13-year-old, thinking that's going to make things better. Um, but so she put out some kind of like self-produced song a while back, and we all laughed about it. And then some bars. She signed a deal opening bars where she'd go around when bars would open up. Of course up and she did. Sign as autographs and take pictures. Yes. Yeah, as a, as a 14-year-old. And uh, so that seemed ridiculous. Well, now Atlantic Records has has signed her and has given her the full push with like a real high quality looking video and, uh, you know, and some promotional push and everything like that. She's on the Hot 100, her new song from her album, Bad Baby, spelled B-H-A-D-B-H-A-B-I, Bad Baby. Oh, wow. Um, And her new. Totally different spelling. And her new song, which we're about to hear called These Hoes, Hoes spelled H-E-A-U-X. Who decided the alternate spelling was the thing? Uh, by the way, she put out this tweet recently. I'm chasing dreams while you snoring. And then a whole bunch of emojis. I don't understand what that is. I don't know what's going on there. Um, with her picture taken with some big time rapper. Here's a little bit of from rap star Bad Baby, These Hoes. And it struck me as actually like some insight into a, a, fa- a facet of the world I don't know. I 
know, it's really hard with all the edits to, uh, to understand what she's talking about. Is that like F-bombs and stuff? Or? Uh, it's of various things, mostly F-bombs. But, they actually edit out the uh, the H-E-A-U-X as well in this this radio edit. But she's all talking about a certain kind of... Well, we're out of time, unfortunately. Well, I'll that have to explain well. what she's talking about coming up. The other side of the break. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.